All right, so this is going to be the first episode of Teaching River. Um, kind of just explaining the background of the idea and all that, you know, because um, one thing I don't want to do when I do record these is um, bullshit. I want to get right the fuck into it, you know, kind of like I fucking hate YouTube for that fact of people telling me about their day and what they ate. And just <laughs> not telling me what I'm here to do. So this is, you know, I, I don't want, I also in don't want to have to explain what the podcast is every time. So this is like the zero episode. Um, so River, um, this is Teaching River and it's a podcast for my daughter. Um, right now you are 1,002 days old. Or three years, 15 weeks, and one day. So this is kind of like years in the making um, in the sense that like the idea comes from I started listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, Smodcast, and he has this, this wonderful set of episodes called Emo Kev where he found recordings from when he was like 15 years old talking about life, and they're amazing. They're just so pathetic and hysterical and like in that episode in that set of episodes i think it's like three episodes he talks about he's like you know everybody should podcast and then listen to it years later and make fun of themselves and then like um i think in like 2014 i uh my business was doing quite well and i added a client called the jim Rohn process and it was this company where um if your business had made uh, a million in profit one at least one year and is now struggling this guy um, that was the prerequisite it was like this quote-unquote exclusive thing having had made a million dollars in profit and then struggling now he would come in and like change your life it was basically like a life program slash business program and in that I started I he hired me to go in and I would go to businesses and I would get to know the owners and I'd make videos for their website, you know, an intro video, bullshit like that. Um, in that, I was traveling all over, like Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey, and I was meeting these incredibly successful people who were struggling um, with their business, and I learned that, like, everybody has a story. Everybody. It was fascinating. You know, I'd sit and I'd, I'd just get to know these people. You know, I was hourly. I would learn, you know, I was just learning that these people everybody has a story. So I had this idea of doing like a YouTube series called slice of life. And I probably have the graphic I made somewhere. It's a uh, picture of earth with a slice coming out of it on like a pizza thing. It's a terrible graphic. I got to find that. I probably have it somewhere on my work computer. It just kind of never came to, but like, you know, that kind of like planted the seed and then emo Kev. And then I make a movie and the, the anti-films are, in a scene of the movie, uh, a fight scene. And I meet these guys, um, they're called anti-films, they've been making movies since they were kids and they're still doing it. Um, this is after I graduate college and we, we start making movies. And then like, I'm working in New York with my business and I'm starting to burn out. I'm starting to hate editing and, and making stuff. And I had this idea, I was like, well, why don't I talk to these guys and um, I'm not a creative. I'm a, I'm a producer editor. 
Um, I can't write. I don't have ideas. I take other people's ideas and I make them. That's my, that's what I'm good at. I'm good at taking other people's ideas and just making it happen. And I call them up and I'm like, let's all meet up. And we, we, uh, we, I get all of anti films together and, um, we start making movies again. And then the podcast happens and then, uh, they branch off some of the guys from anti films and they make another podcast, your new favorite movie. I'm not sure if it's still going or not. I haven't seen a new episode in a while. Um, but then me and Mike, uh, the judge of your new opinion decide to, we had an episode where we, uh, it was like heavy science and, and like, I, I've known these guys for a long, long time, like 10 years. Uh, well now it's probably 10 years, but like, you know, uh, eight years at this point, And I start to learn that Mike is really fucking smart and me and him, you know, start having these great conversations about science. And so we started a podcast, your new science fact or whatever terrible name we had it. Um, and that'll be an episode at a certain point. Um, and, uh, then very shortly after that, I, I, uh, talked to somebody and I start a addiction podcast because I'm realizing that my life is starting to spiral. My addictions are starting to come back pretty hard and I don't believe in AA and, and I'll have, I'll release those as episodes on this later. I have a lot of recordings that'll be like weird, just, uh, odd episodes. You know, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to figure out I'm using, you know, I love podcasting. I love podcasts. And I, uh, start, um, <laughs> your old addiction. We were trying to make a podcast network on the, your something, something. Um, and then it gets changed to your, uh, uh no, no, it gets changed to same old Sisyphus shit. And it's me, uh, Harrison, and uh this girl caitlin and uh because we're all doing very different methods of recovery my idea of recovery was talking doing a fucking podcast at the time <laughs> and uh and uh harrison's just you know trying to supplement and caitlin's doing smart recovery and we start getting into the depths of addiction and you know what's plaguing us and all that kind of bullshit then i i do the big big fucking explosion one of the episodes will be, um, you know, for it's, uh, same old Sisyphus shit was I talked to, um, Fallon, your mom and, um, you know, talk to her about addiction in general, what's her views of, of my addiction and stuff. And, uh, you know, I sit down and I talk to grandpa Ron, you know, that, you know, the, all these things will at some point be an episode cause I still do have the recordings. And, you know, basically, like, I, I explode and I have all these recordings, which I'll probably never play, uh, especially not on here. But, like, I, you know, I go to rehab. I think it was somewhere in Florida. One of my therapists, I'm, I'm, I start writing to River and they, you know, I'm focusing on the distance between us. And the therapist is like, you know, why, why don't you, you know, keep writing? You know, I'm not heavily writing at this point and I start recording like little audio files a lot of them are so pathetic um and you know I start writing and it makes me feel connected to river and one of the therapists down there was like you know rather than focusing on not being with her focus on what you want to teach her and then that's where this kind of comes from uh not kind of definitely comes from um in the sense that I don't know when I'm going to get you back in my life. 
And uh, I'm hoping that it'll be sooner rather than later, but I don't know. And so I need an outlet to, you know, fill the hole. And one of the things that I want to do, River, is I don't think that it's my place to teach you what it is to be a woman. Uh, That's mom's job. And, you know, basic life things, obviously, I've not been around for. So I don't get a chance to teach you any of that stuff. But an important thing for me is science and, and you know, just kind of like life things. So, like, this is going to be an exploration of that, an exercise of that. And I'm releasing it in podcast form only because it, I, I have all these stacks of journals and I have these recordings but over time, I may lose these things. I mean, I've already lost a couple journals that I've written and, um, you know, probably for the better. But if I release it in this form, I'm not, you know, as soon as it's released on the Internet, it's out there forever. And, you know, and I, I just love podcasting in general. It's going to give me a, a one of the things I really liked about the Your New Science was I wanted to interview scientists because scientists don't have people that give a fuck about what they do. So when somebody reaches out and says, hey, let's talk, they're down. And, uh, you know, like this fucking multimillionaire genius motherfucker sits down and talks to me and Mike in in the recording. And, And I found in that, like, you know, I set up a bunch of episodes before I had the major meltdown. And a lot of scientists were uh, so into the idea of just having a free, fl- free, you know, um, platform to talk on. So, you know, I want to do that. I uh, don't have a religion or a God, but I do find that interesting. So I want to, at some point, talk to, you know, believers and non-believers and basically just, like, teach river stuff and yeah, I mean, that's basically it. So just if I do at some point have listeners and you don't agree with what's being said, just remember this is not for you. Uh, this is literally a podcast for an audience of one. And that's my daughter, and she's not even old enough to listen to this stuff yet. So if you disagree, cool, you know, email uh, email me and uh Tell me your opinions, but don't get fucking offended because it's not for you. Uh, Kelly uh, is going to be my co-host because what I I need in a co-host is somebody who doesn't know much about the things that I want to teach and kind of like a a blank slate. And as somebody who's interested uh, for a long time, I, you know, I didn't get this going because I didn't have a co-host and I did do a, do an episode with Ron and Ron, if you're listening, please don't be offended. But, uh, you know, there was facts that I got wrong and the episode was rushed. So that's why it, uh, you know, I'll release that at some point too, only because it does have value. But, uh, Kelly's the co-host because when I met her, I was like, ah, oh, this is fucking perfect. Um, somebody that that's perfect for this role. And so, so that's kind of like the groundwork. Um, this has been years in the making, and it's going to be, you know, the audience that this is intended for probably won't listen to this for another 15 years. I don't, you know, I don't know. Girls advance quicker, so maybe sooner than that. But, you know, it's years, years away. And so 
Hi, River. The reason I find you interesting is because you, well, you didn't go to much school, but yet you're still quite educated. And so I wanted to talk about that as deep as you want to go. But like, you know, the, that kind of background, I want to want to know that kind of background, like what, um, you know, to tell River, you know, what, where, where you form as a human being, kind of give me your background a little bit on, you know, and I know probably some of it's going to be painful and that's sort of the point of this. So that's um, okay. I'm probably going to cry. Also for an audience member, I don't plan on really ever editing this because I am an editor and I don't want to have to fucking edit. So if there's blanks and there's pauses and stuff like that, unless somebody says something that doesn't want to be released to the world, I, I, I don't plan on ever having to edit this. You know, I'll give you the sort of my, where science comes into my life. I'm 10 years old. Well, no, I'm even a little bit older than that. I'm, you know, I'm a shallow, broken kid um, because of the sexual abuse and the distance. You know, I don't get along with kids in school. Um, I don't feel connected to my family, um, but I do my grandparents. And my grandfather dies when I'm like 13 or 14. And um, that was probably the first time I go, you, you know, that was the first major loss for me. And so just being, you know, when I'm a kid, I, you know, I'm of the generation where I grow up with the internet. Uh, I don't give a shit about sports. So I always sat behind a computer. And ever since I was, you know, young, I research. Uh, I don't like what's what I'm getting taught in school. Um, I don't like school in general, but I do like learning, but I like learning what I want. So I start researching. Um, and I, I don't remember much. I do remember doing it before this point, but like that was a big major point for me of like, I, I just lost, you know, my grandfather. I was very close with him. And I start questioning the universe around me. And I start going you know, what is God? Because, uh, uh, grandpa, <laughs> I, I, I'm not always going to do that. Um, Ron and gay never raised me with God. I don't ever remember any of that being even talked about in the house until, you know, I become of age. They never, ever, ever pushed that on us beliefs on us. So I lose my grandfather. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? And, you know, people start telling me to like pray and like he's going to heaven and all that stuff. And uh, I'm, this is all new to me. So I start researching and I start learning about religion and it leads me somehow into physics. And I do remember being young enough and realizing, well, okay, this is way beyond me. And I don't know how, but just I had the self-awareness at the age to go, if I'm going to understand science, I, I need to understand uh, philosophy. And so I start, you know, uh, researching philosophy. Uh, uh, probably a lot of part of that was I was <laughs> like 14 about at this point when I'm start. you know, I'm doing this beforehand, but like this is the big moment. This is the big age where I start getting into it and and i'm i'm i i don't know what age but i mean easily like fourth grade i i i love tupac and he talks about machiavelli and um that's a you know philosopher 
Um, and I remember reading about Machiavelli when I was younger and that kind of like planted the seed into philosophy. So then I start researching philosophy and then, you know, years go by, uh, uh, it, you know, until I really do the dive into science, but like I'm researching philosophy and, and God, and I do remember going, uh, well, you know, the, there's the Christian and then, you know, we had a Jew, Jew, uh, Jewish family. Um, one of my friends was Jewish, so I, I knew, you know, I, I was, was self-aware enough at this age to realize there's more than one religion. And so I start, I, I researched the seven major religions. And, and I realized, I do remember being like, well, nobody knows what the fuck, you know, like I, I, I did research, you know, like I'm hours upon hours upon hours. You know, I've, I've forgotten a lot of it, but I, I dive deep. And in the seven major religions, and I do remember identifying with Judaism because it's much more of a, a way of life, a blueprint, rather than this is what you need to do. It's more of a suggestion. And, um, you know, um, Buddhism was on the list, and then that led me into Taoism, Taoism, however you want to fucking pronounce it. And, uh, yeah, and, you know... I, uh, all that stuff. And then, and then at some point, I don't know what age, because this, I'm heavy into drugs at this point. So I don't, you know, a lot of this is, uh, just, you know, burned into my brain. Um, I, but at the timeline of it isn't fully, uh, reticent and I get into science and I remember like in high school, um, that was probably the only class I gave a shit about. And I remember having a, a, a one history class I did really care about because the teacher was awesome. But science, I remember one year I'm I'm in class and like I'm just the burnout stoner loser, but like I'm killing it in science, like killing it, you know. And um, that was, you know, that that burned into me. So like I I I go from philosophy and religion to the base of science and i'm not super interested in that stuff like physics just caught me for some reason um because i mean you know obviously it's tattooed on me um because like that to me is as a young kid questioning life um questioning what things mean well here's answers you know there's very clear like okay you know everything can be broken down in physics and and that was beautiful to me you know, that's why I have these tattoos, because these are the major questions that I had throughout my youth that I was that were answered for me. Um, you know, it's just beautiful. And, you know, um, then, you know, fast forward, I go to college and um, <clears throat> television um, was always an elective. For, it was an elective in high school. And um, I just, I remember like loving editing, but like science was something that I really enjoyed and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, I'll, I, I think my major was computer programming because I was always good with computers and with, a, with like a, a quote unquote minor, you know, this fucking community college. So they don't really have majors and minors, but I took a lot of physics class too. And I loved it, but I don't have, I'm numerically dyslexic. Um, which is just dyslexic with numbers. I'm terrible at basic math. Um, you know, at addition, subtraction, multiplication is very difficult for me because of the dyslexia. I, I still kind of fuck it up. You know, basic math I'm really bad at. And uh, I get to college, and, and, like, I remember really connecting with one of the teachers and, um, you know, having great conversations with him. 
and uh, but he was like, you know, you love this stuff, but you just don't get it, right? And I'm like, yeah, I don't. And he's like, well, you probably, you know, shouldn't. You should change your major, you know. And and uh, so then in that, you know, I meet meet Ralph, my uh, mentor, and and my elective I took in that first year. Uh, the first year I failed every class except for uh, television production. I get an A. And then Ralph grabs me and, you know, I'll, I'll hopefully have an episode with him at some point. He grabs me and he says, you know, um, you should probably go this route. So I go down the television route. Um, a lot of that, too, had to do with the fact that, you know, I was uh, physics and doing drugs uh, don't really mix well uh, and schooling in general. But you can do a lot of drugs and do television. It's quite easy, you know. And, and so I go down that route, but I've always been a lover of science. It's always been something that just, you know, gets my dick hard. I, I love it. <laughs> um, you know, physics in general, uh, definitely I love, um, quantum mechanics. I just find fucking fascinating. Um, I, I read every day articles and stuff, you know, not that I should be, but while I'm driving to work, I'm reading articles about, you know, um, the physics shit. And, and that's something that I think that uh, I, I don't care if River wants to dig holes for a living, uh, you know, do whatever you want, you know, especially because by the time she gets to that age, you know, that we're going to be in a very different um, socioeconomic structure than we are right now. And, and you know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if work isn't really like the major function of society at that point. But I would love to stimulate would be the right word, science in her. Um, you know, I would love her to go towards a STEM field of, of work because that's, you know, that's good. That's, that's you know, uh, like engineering or being a scientist or something like that. Just STEM in general, I think, is, you know, that's the future. Somebody like me isn't going to, you know, in 20 years, I don't think we're going to, you know, they're not going to have a use for somebody like me in, 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 in you know, um, in my opinion because, the, you know, the, the landscape's changing, um, but you know, we're, we always need coders and stuff like that. So I think that that's like good job security. So, you know, that's the, uh, again, I don't give a fuck what she ends up doing, but like, that's what I'd like to stimulate. And if anything, if she doesn't go down that route, I just, I think that science is a good grounding to life. Um, if you have a question, you can pretty much figure out the answer with science. Pretty much anything, yeah. Pretty much, you know. I'm, uh, I'm sure there's, you know. I mean, the the God thing. In my opinion, I could answer God and with science. You know, why are we just, here? Just my, like, that's my, my question to you. Why are we here? Why are we here? Yeah. Why are we here? I'm. You know, this is a non-research heavy episode, and so I wouldn't mind doing that as an episode. But personally, in my opinion, I think that we willed ourselves into existence. Our consciousness at some point just sparked, and I think we just willed, straight willed ourselves here. My belief on that is I do think that magic, quote unquote magic, the manifestation of nothing into something, I do believe is possible through the human mind, through enough belief and understanding of you know, the world, this gets philosophical, but like if everybody in the world decides the, the sky is green, the sky's going to turn green, whether or not it actually turns that way. But I mean, you know, that, you know, based on refraction, the sky isn't actually really blue. But like, I do think that 
on a quantum physics scale, whatever that was, consciousness, uh, that makes us sparked on, and I believe it willed itself into existence, manifested the cells that needed to through millions of years to make who we are. Why we're here, and again, this is my opinion, um, I don't think there's a point. Honestly, I think this is a simulation. I, I don't think, I, you know, I, I believe that we're probably living in the matrix, not in the sense of, you know, getting unplugged and, you know, aliens are using us as batteries, but I do strong, I'm pretty strongly convinced that none of this is real, that it's a, probably a computer simulation. It's probably some fucking, you know, some level of whatever entity uh, is higher than we are right now wrote us into existence. So, you know, I, uh, that's my base belief. I could kind of back that up with science, but obviously that's not, you know, now and we have to lay a large groundwork for under to understand that. But I, uh, today uh, I was reading an article. I didn't finish it, but I saved it to finish later um, that physicists, um, very reputable physicists released an article stating that they believe the universe has consciousness itself. And so, you know, there's kind of science to back that shit up and my opinion up, you know, again, this is just my opinion. It's too early. You know, I got to lay groundwork before we get to that level of science. But like, I, I, I don't think any of this is real. So, you know, where, uh, you're old as fuck is like so old. Um, but at least you're attractive. <laughs> um, and so like, yes, I am where, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is where you want to do it. Um, but like, you know, give me kind of the groundwork of who Kelly is. Where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start from second grade? Well, even a little bit before that, like, you know, River doesn't know. So, you know, I know, and I don't want to lead you um, into that. I want you to give what you're willing to give. Um, I could probably start with my earliest memory of, and it isn't a happy memory. I think I was about like three years old. I was just like so incredibly angry. I had a glass in my hand and I squeezed it so hard it shattered and like a I'm probably crying, mm -hmm. like a million pieces. Why so, were you angry? I mean, at the time, I didn't know, but like as I've gotten older, I've come to terms with that I was sexually abused when I was a child mm -hmm. by my father. And um, wow, I'm just going for it. I'm just going out there. Might Fine. as well. Let's yeah. be honest. So I didn't know that for a um, very long time. That's why I was angry. So. And what age is, is that memory? Um, from the glass breaking? Yeah. Three. Okay. Like I could remember probably, and I know it's not people say, I don't know, probably scientifically it's not normal to be able to remember that age bracket. Actually, it is. memories. I, uh, because I don't have memories really until probably like, you know, I have like blow by blows of certain things, but like my memory bank doesn't quite start until about that 
period of time that I talked about, you know, about uh, probably kicks in about 13. Um, I did do a lot of research about it and it, it's not abnormal. Um, I, obviously traumatic memories get etched into the, you know, uh, bank in our head, but actually it's not abnormal for somebody to remember, you know, back to like two years old. Um, so it's not abnormal, um, at all. Yeah, I remember being left in a crib. I remember crying a lot for my mother, and she just never came to me. Mm -hmm. And so, without leading, like, you know, I know that your parents are pretty shitty people. And so, like, where, where does Kelly learn life? You know, because um, I can't imagine you got much of it from parents. I, I didn't. My, um... My mother was very out of the picture. She slept an incredible amount. She did have ambitions to be a nurse, but she never really followed through with that. And I just, I remember her sleeping all the time. She was just always sleeping. She also popped pills like they were candy. And my father drank, so there was that dynamic. The only one I really, really had was my brother. Mm -hmm. That's like from the time I was seven, like I had plans for me and him before we even started school because he's like a super talented artist. He could draw. That's where my love of comics comes in mm -hmm. that I shared with him. Mm -hmm. Because before I was born, they actually, we were dirt poor, but before I was born, he's like seven years older than me. They actually had like... Oh, he's older? Money. I thought he was younger. No, he's older uh, than me. I don't know why I thought he was younger. Well, it's because I was always like more of a protector mm. of him because it was just like cognitively he was kind of younger even though he was older, if that makes sense. Because mm. I even helped him, believe it or not, with a science project when mm. he went to high school because, yes, my brother went to school, but I did not. So you, do you remember school when you did go? I did, I did. Um, was it? pleasant was it you know I, like for you know for me I fucking hated school always until I hit college it was like I couldn't sleep at night I wanted to go I the first time that I went I was completely hooked the chalk like just the smell of it like the chalkboards the smell of chalk just like the whole idea of being able to go into a place and learn several different things just intrigued me granted the children were horrible to me mm -hmm. they oh, made yeah. it Kids are terrible. Well, they general. made it, they just made it unbearable and even like Why? during... Why were you picked on? Well, because I was the tallest in my class, believe it or not, even though I'm pretty short oh. now at 5'7". I was overweight, um, poor, had like one outfit that I could wear to school that was this horrendous hot pink thing with like friggin' stripes on it that looked like a pack of lifesavers. It was like pretty terrible. My mother couldn't be bothered to this brush my hair. This is like the 1950s. This is like, fuck you, Grant Strack. No, this is 1986. A year before I was born. Oh, my God. <laughs> what grade is in 1986 that you remember, which is crazy? Second. Second. And that's as far as you went, right? That's as far as I went until we moved to Florida. But let's, like, let's go back to... Um, why they didn't like me. I, I didn't fit in because I didn't want to sit there. I love the library in the school. Mm. It was, it was like... Where is this again? This is actually an LBI. Okay. I think that's why I like it so much. Why I've like looked for jobs down there. It's just because it's the last place that I actually felt safe. Mm. 
because I did have a teacher in second grade, Suzanne Setzer, that I remember until this day that like gave me, she was the only female in my life at the time that actually gave me like, a sense of self. Mm -hmm. What do you mean she by was, that? Well, just that I could be what I wanted to be, even though I didn't turn out to be exactly what I wanted to be, but you know, right, that I could yeah, be strong. <laughs> no, no. And then that's as far as you go. Um, why, why, uh, you know, again, I kind of know the answer, but like, why, why is second grade where it stops? Second grade is where it stops because I'm pretty sure that, um, and I didn't realize it until, until recently, really, that we moved to Florida because they were, I think my dad was about to be found out because there were people being sent to the house and they started to suspect things just with the way that I was because I was very, I didn't get along with, with other children and it's not because I didn't really try, it's because I would just withdraw because mm -hmm. I just felt like they would hurt me and because even the ones that didn't, they made fun of me so I was very introverted and I would just read a lot. Right. I would go to school with Isaac Asimov books, whereas they were reading Bernstein Bears because mm -hmm. I loved, even though I'm not like into science like you are and I don't have a better grasp or an understanding, I loved science fiction. Mm -hmm. I loved the thought of being not here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, um, you know, pretty textbook for sexual abuse yeah. kids. Same for me. Um, Plus, I was slated to be moved up to, they wanted to skip me to fourth grade because my reading level was so advanced for second grade. Like everything was super advanced for second grade. Mm -hmm. And that never, nev that never came to fruition. So you go to Florida and school's done. School's forever. done, yeah. Um, so that's what I admire about you is the fact that <laughs> it stops the second grade and you're very well-spoken. Um, you have... Uh, you know, in when I first met you, I kind of, after learning who you are, I like drop little things here and there and you're, you pick them up in the sense of like, you understand, um, quite a bit. So like, uh, you know, I admire that about you. Like, how does that happen? You know, I, I, you know, like I, I realize in the sense that like, you know, fucking school didn't teach me quantum mechanics and that can be understood, but like, you know, you can, you can, you know, we live in a beautiful age if we can learn this shit ourselves, but it's still like amazing. Um, where, you know, how, how do you continue education, uh, for yourself? Pretty much when we went down to Florida, my father got a job actually managing a hotel and he he lost that. We'll get to the part where he lost that because my mother was batshit crazy. But then again, so was he. Um, I was alone a lot because he was in the office. My brother was always like he was always with him because as time started to go on, my brother just started to spend more time with my dad. Mm. You know, he would spend some time with me, but I could feel him like detaching from me a little bit. So I spent a lot of time alone. And I just, I would just read. I would just like any book Where do that these I could books get. Come from? Pretty much the library. I mean, there was a, um, there was a maintenance guy that worked at the hotel, and his name was Shane, and I'll never forget him. He was this tall, skinny dude, and he was like super nice, and he kind of looked out for me because mm. I was just always wandering around alone. Mm. 
So he would take me to the library and I would get books and, you know, he wasn't creepy or anything like that. He was an alcoholic, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he was just like into drugs and shit. But he was like the nicest person that I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. He was nicer to me than my own family. What hotel is this and what's where? Blue Waters Hotel in Daytona Beach, Florida. Do you happen to know if it still exists? You know what? I looked it up, but they bring up different. They bring up um, a hotel that doesn't look similar. So I don't know if they did demolition or redid it. But mm-hmm. I even remember my father's boss's name, which was Byron Hatcher, who was this disgusting little man. He was just, ugh. He was a horrible guy. But Shane would take me down to the library. I would get books. I would read the books. I think it was a public library. I I don't remember. I just remember Uh like the traffic in Florida being horrible and unbearable. Uh Why does your brother get the privilege of going to school still and you don't? I don't think he was ever abused. So I don't know what it was about me that they didn't like. I know I questioned everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I questioned everything. If somebody told me something was orange, I'd be like, you know what, you sure it's not red? Because I didn't believe from a very young age, I didn't believe a word anyone said to me because I was surrounded by liars. And I knew it. I could sense it. How far does your brother go in school? My brother actually got a high school diploma. And that's it? That's as far as he went? That's as far as he went. Um, And then at what point do you come back to Jersey? As everybody always does. Probably about a year later because, um, and the reason we did come back is because my mother got incredibly jealous of Byron's girlfriend that she thought was after my father, whose name was Kim. She was a blonde ditz, don't get me wrong, but she was a nice person. Mm-hmm. And I would, like, she had a little dog named Precious, actually, that she would let me watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. So she comes down to the office, she grabs the telephone cord, wraps it around her neck, and proceeds to try to choke her out. So then we're moving again. And then we come back to Jersey. And we, I think we were homeless for about two months. And then we were in this place called the Shelbourne. And I don't necessarily remember what town it was in. But it was a creepy kind of place because I know there was like a communal kitchen. And there was, you know, bathrooms that people would share. And it's just like it was very very to myself at this point. So mm-hmm. I would just, I would learn how to spell and I don't know how I was able to, but it's just like, I was able to read. So I'm like, I'm able to, to spell. Mm-hmm. It just happened. You know, I don't think I'm responsible for everything. I think there was something in me and there's also a resentment in me because I feel like had I been able to finish school or go to college, I could have done something really fucking awesome. And I never got the chance to really do that and tap mm-hmm. into what potential I had. Yeah, but do you not realize the how awesome it is that you're quite educated by yourself? Yeah, but we're always our biggest critics. Yeah, I mean, I get it, and you know, hopefully through the steps as you work them, they'll you know that'll work its way out of you, you know. But I mean, that's was is the biggest attraction that I have to you is the fact that you're you know fully self-taught. And that's fucking awesome. That's it. It's not that I'm a kind and wonderful person. I mean, you know, of course, but as I just, <laughs> just said, putting it's you the, on the spot. You know, it's the the largest reason why because I don't I don't get attracted to people that aren't smart. You know, so then, you know, you start at what age do you enter the workforce? Um, probably about my first job was thirteen. Doing did like a little paper route thing 
And I would just like collect cans, like the normal, yeah, I'm that old. I would collect cans and try mm. to make money. That's how old I am. Um, I remember at 16, I had a job where I was a waitress because I pretty much lied about my age. And there were, back in the day, you didn't really have yeah. to didn't have to do anything. And I would get hit on by these creepy, disgusting dudes in their 40s and like, you know, smacking me and like smacking me on the ass. It was just like demeaning as hell. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I did what I had to do. I actually left at um, 16. That was my next question, yeah. So you leave at 16, and, you know, what next? Well, I mean, if I'm really being honest, um, I probably shouldn't be here right now because when I left at 16, I had, like, full intention of just just really ending it, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. I remember it was fucking freezing outside and I just like I walked we lived on a place in Horicon like out in Lakehurst and I just like walked and I was just like I just want to freeze to death what keeps you going you know I'm I'm certainly um familiar with that feeling and in that place of darkness at some point for the people that do make it out, something pushes them forward uh, to do better. So what what is that? My actually, and it sounds like it sounds corny as fuck, but my love of music, because I always thought I would have a career in either like production or being a lyricist or like anything, anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. That was like my fucking dream. Mm-hmm. My first dream was actually to be a story, the storyboard person for comics because my brother could, he was a brilliant artist and he could write everything up. So he would write all these like different superheroes and I would storyboard the stuff for him. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be cool. I'm like, I had that plan in my head first that we're going to go to fucking California. We're going to do this. You'll be the artist. I will write. Mm-hmm. It'll be done. Mm-hmm. We'll make fucking comics. It'll be great. So mm-hmm. that never happened. Yeah. And you're in the boom of comics at that age t- or at that time period yeah too so then 16 how do you find your way through life well I was homeless for quite some time like I don't even remember because it's like I'm good with time and I'm good with dates but for some reason like I feel like I blocked that out oh yeah completely I, I understand yeah and I ended Our up are good at that. I did end up going back for a little while but it was mostly not because like I wanted a place to live because we always lived in squalor it was disgusting my mother would never clean anything I always did everything because she was such a lazy pardon my language river but you're gonna learn this soon enough she was a lazy cunt so I went back because of my brother because I just I wanted to try to get him out of there and he just, he was so deep in their sickness and twisted in it that I could never break him out of there. Mm. It would never happen. He would never leave them. He's never, he's 47 now, and he has never lived on his own. And I'm pretty sure he's never had a, a like a normal relationship or lived with anyone. And so you go back and then you don't get your brother out. What's nope. his name? Jeff. He's named after my father. You know, and I'm sure that's immensely painful, and then you, then you leave again. Yeah. Um, how do you get through that? I end up getting a job. At this point, I'm 19, and I end up getting a job at Friedman's Bakery when it was down in Manchester. So what I would do is I stayed with my friend, Tony. I became 
friends with this lady and I wish I could find her. Her name's Antoinette Marshall. She's like the coolest lady I've ever met in my life. And I, I try to find her on Facebook and I try to find her everywhere. I can't seem to find her, but she was like a lifeline for me. I stayed mm-hmm. with her for a bit and she didn't have a car and I didn't have a car. So I would walk. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start working and try to better myself. So I would walk five miles. I know this makes me sound even older. I would walk like 20 miles and go to work, but I'd walk five miles. I'd go to work. I'd work all day. I was their baker. And then I would walk five miles home. And I would do that consistently for probably another year. And then I found out my brother got a job at Burger King in Manchester. And he asked me to come work with him. So I went there to work with him. Because that way, like, I didn't have to see them, but I could Mm -hmm. spend time with my brother. And he was a... um, Brilliant artist, but a horrible employee. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I were his boss, I would have fired him. Terrible employee. That that point, I probably just turned 20. I meet Don. He walks into Burger King, and he walks in with this beautiful little blonde-haired boy that's his son, Nicholas. And it's like, I'm completely in love with the kid. Like, I'm in love with the child. Mm-hmm. But I liked Don. I was more in love with, with his child than I was with him. This is the guy that died from cancer, right? Heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah. Uh, just how do you, um, you know, the, the, again, this is, you know, informal, but so the statistics and, and facts may be skewed, but children of uh, sexual abuse are like something like 80% likely to become addicts or criminals, children of alcoholics and addicts um, and or addicts are at something like 70% likely to become that as well. Uh, or, you know, it, it's, it's, it may be a little less than 70%. It's like either you're going to go one way or the other. You know, you live homeless, that ups your chance of becoming an alcoholic and addict. Less schooling ups your chance of becoming an alcoholic or an addict. You know, I mean, you've got fucking incredible strikes against you to become an alcoholic and addict and you don't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously glad. It's um, like Batman, sheer force of will. But like, I had a, a conversation with one of my friends the other day of like, you know, it just, it just boggles my mind. You know, I mean, I'm a fucking junkie through and through. Like if I could still do drugs and not have consequences, I'd be high on heroin right now, you know, because it's great. Um, you know, the consequences after the fact are obviously not, but the fucking feeling's amazing, you know, then like, if I could get away with it, I would, um, you know, I just, I can't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sober cause I'd be dead any other way, but like, it just boggles my mind that people don't go down that route, let alone you've never tried. <laughs> I've drank. No. Yeah. I get that. I mean, everybody's drank at some point. I you drank know. at to an extent one time where I was so drunk that I felt honestly the best I'd ever felt in my life and I didn't feel any fear to like not want to be myself and it's just like everything because I love to sing and it was like at karaoke and I was like this is great this is the me I always want to fucking be and right after that and I'm like I will never do that again why that's like because it was false drugs and alcohol you know yeah it's great you know it takes you out it takes all the pain away 
and then yeah, you get then the I... pain taken away and you're you realize the greatness of that of the the you know a life without pain and then somehow something inside you says nah the something inside me was seeing like what pills and whatever else my mother did well just seeing like my father in general, the sleaze he was and not ever being able to hold a job and just being a consistent liar and like never there and always lying to my mother. And it's, I mean, I hold a resentment towards her, but it's like she was sick herself because she was with a man that lied to her all the time. So it's, I mean, at some point I have to let it go and forgive her, but I saw this weak, pathetic woman. And then like after that happened with the drinking and everything, and I'm like, I will never be that weak, pathetic woman. And then, I mean, like, at one point, it does happen in my well, life, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, no, we recreate, you know, the, I, I, you know, I mean, Freud certainly had it right in the sense that we, you know, we, we fuck our parents. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, just, that's just most of the time true. So there's nothing wrong with that. But like, what what I find interesting, you know, like I I have wonderful role models in my life. My parents are, you know, Ron is a. If I could ever be a smidgen of what he is, I, I I'd be a good person. You know, uh, Gay is an incredibly strong woman. You know, I have great role models, and like I they, obviously go the other way. Wonderful. You know, and not only that, like you know, just throughout my life, I mean, I had a, I had a teacher that was a, a a good role model. You know, I've had a, had a slew of very good role models obviously the most important for anybody being their parents and you don't have that um you have a you know you you have a, examples of what not to be you conclude in your head so then how do you find the moral ground to stand on where does that come from i honestly i can't I don't think I could answer that. The only thing that I've taken from people, I've, I've seen people be horrible and mean to each other, and I've always said to myself, I don't want to be that way, so I've always gone the other way. So I don't know where I get my sense of, like, my moral code from, because there is absolutely no morals in my family, and there's no kindness, and there's no strength, or there's nothing, there's no good characteristics from these people. So I honestly don't know if maybe I got it from my grandparents that I, I mean, I really, I never met them. Mm -hmm. So why do you say them genetic, do you think? Or the, you know, what, why do you say that? Because you, if you've never met them, uh, I mean, at some point, I, you know, because I'm just speculating at okay. this point, because I don't know, because I've seen what I've come from. And I just it doesn't it doesn't compute in my mind because my mother was horrible with children and probably should have been sterile. I mean, she should, she had no business ever having children mm -hmm. and I absolutely adore children and I love them and I care about them. I, I'm at work at a preschool right now and it's just like, they're my kids. I treat them as if they're my children. It doesn't, blood doesn't mean, it doesn't take blood to like love or care for a child. It just doesn't. So, like, I absolutely love these kids, and I just know, f like, her, she wouldn't be like that. So I don't know where it comes from. Honestly, don't. Yeah, it's, I don't either. It, it, I, I had a long conversation with um, uh, District Attorney Ben about that, because um, he's quite a philosophy dude. I do hope to have him on at some point to talk to him about that specific fucking topic, because, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, I, I, 
it, it fascinates me that I have these role models and these morals and I go the other way, you know, I go violent, I go, you know, criminal and shitty human being. Okay. Yeah. This you know? should be like a whole podcast then, in itself because it's interesting. As yeah. I, District attorney Ben's the guy to talk to about this side note. If you want to hear more from District attorney Ben, <laughs> Uh, he does have a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but uh, his name is not District Attorney Ben. That's just his nickname. But you can hear him on your new opinion podcast on the Project Entertainment Network. Um, Wait but, a minute. Can can I? Yeah. Is he the teethy guy in The Wolf and the Baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Okay, so he's he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. He's, Never met him, but he's incredibly He's awesome. incredibly smart. He's a very smart person and and philosophy's uh his thing he has a, a youtube channel where he does videos on philosophy i've yet to check it out but it's on the list but yeah i want to have him on at some point because i've i've talked to him uh via email and he sent me information uh to research and stuff like that because morals you know just it's it it's, should be opposite like yeah, i should yeah. be i should be you the should person be I like be i should be like i <laughs> yeah. want to fucking rock right now and yeah. i want like i want it now and you should be like you know mr yeah emotional heart on his sleeve yeah so um, i don't it's very it is interesting because i have no idea it really should be yeah opposite it's weird uh, certainly weird it's interesting um and you know so then you know I, I, i'm sure there's more that we could dive into but like more so what i'd like to know is like where does science fit into your life because you are quite educated on that um, in, in, in general science areas, you know, so where does science fit in? You know, and I, I mean, obviously, you know, we all, uh, science fiction's great, but like specifically questions of the universe that you get taught in school, you have the answers to, you know, how to, where does science fit in to Kelly? And you answer that however you interpret it. Like I... Because I'd never, obviously, I didn't learn it in school. I mean, had I have had the opportunity, I would have like, absolutely loved it. Because, I mean, I hate to use Star Wars, but like one of the first things that I fell in love with was mm -hmm. like an early memory that I have. I know at one time my mother was trying to like press this plastic, ridiculous ballerina on me, and my brother had a Millennium Falcon. I was like, fuck, I want the Millennium Falcon. That was mm -hmm. like my shit. It like, it boggled my mind that mm. it's just like I didn't like where I was at. I'm like, I I wish my home planet, and I would say this when I was a kid, I hope my home planet comes to pick me up because there's got to be a better place than here. And it fascinated me because I know, I mean, it's ridiculous to think we're the only beings here. And that fascinates me. And I would love for it to become like next generation one day where people mm. just work towards a common goal instead of just judging each other. Like there's no money anymore. We don't talk about race. We don't talk about sexuality. We just work to be good people. Yeah, that was probably, you know, I mean, there's obviously an entire fucking generation that, that feels the same way. But I do remember like in school, I didn't have friends. Um, you know, same. I probably would say that I didn't have a real friend. Um, I, I had one and he died a couple of years ago, unfortunately, but you know, I would call him a friend. He was, he was, he was a good dude, but I probably would say that I didn't have a real friend until college. And I do remember getting home, um, from school and we never had cable television until I got to high school. My parent, you know, we were, we grew up in the middle of nowhere. It was get the fuck out of the house and go explore, you know? 
and so we only have basic cable and i remember getting home from school and watching next gen and like i do remember like it's a distinct memory of oh god i forget which one it is but the the one where where they go back in time um I mean, everyone I'm saying must go back in time. <laughs> pretty but, much. God, I wish I could. I can't. It's not generations. Um, first contact, where they go back in time, and that the the black lady is in the Jeffrey's tubes. Wait a minute, she, Guinan? Uh, no, no, no. no. Um, oh no, no, no. I know. All right. Yeah. Sorry. And they're in the yeah. tubes, and I think it's her and Picard or something. And he, and she's like, "How did you guys afford this?" And she, and he goes, "We don't have money." And I remember that like like uh, that seared into my memory like that made my mind explode and like think about like you know like that's fucking you know like that would be so cool well, like think you know? about it. in society if that happened now if we took away like people's preconceptions about money being the most important thing having to be a certain religion being important having to be straight be important and we stripped everything away like how free people would be to actually do shit together and get things done that, I'm sure a lot of people would be hesitant, but maybe like it, 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 quite a few might be on board. The, like if they didn't have that to complain about. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I meant by saying I don't think it's going to be a good transition at first. But in the beginning, on the sense of like, I don't think that there's going to be jobs like we are right now because everybody's complaining about what's happening, you know, people are completely distracted by what's happening, what the fake situation that's happening at the border um, when automation is tearing through the middle class job opportunities right now. And I think that very easily, I just, I just listened to a podcast about this, of this econ uh, economist um, talking about the fact that like, it's very possible that in not too far, far from now, we're going to have a generation that don't have jobs and that most likely we will become a society in the sense that we're going to have bait, you know, uh, it's going to be government is going to give us basic income to live and we're just going to be consumers because everything's going to be fucking automated. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's coming. Um, and I just, it's probably not going to be great. You know, unfortunately, well, I mean, I do that's think... if China doesn't turn this planet into the island of Dr. Moreau first yeah, because they're I mean, fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody is always worried about the future, but it's certainly an interesting time right now. That's why I want to, you know, focus on science because if, if we do have any hope for the future, it is through science. Um, but the first, uh, episode I have quite well planned out. It's going to be the speed of light because that's that kind of lays a very good groundwork for physics. And then the second episode is pretty much fully researched, uh, needs a little bit more structure, a little, a couple more hours into it. And, and that's what is light. And that, those two sort of lay the large, in large part, the groundwork for modern physics. You know, and then I have episodes planned, like I want to do dope-ass women in science. One of the episodes that I have light, lightly researched is uh, don't trust the government. You know, not conspiracy theories, but like more so like these are conspiracy theories that like are true now that we know are true. So don't fucking trust the goddamn government. 
and you know one of the episodes i want to have is on on republicans and democrats because at some certain point in history uh not too long uh, no, a long time ago they're named the same thing but their views were very different you know and and i think that that's important to know uh know about but like what is sort of like the couple episodes that i have planned but like what do you want to learn because you're the you know, River's obviously the audience, but you're, she's the audience for the future. Um, you're the audience now. Not to say that, you know, you can't take over and teach me something, but, you know, what are, what are some things that you want to learn and find out about, you know, uh, in anything really? Actually, mass and energy, like what happens to, you know, because I don't believe that there's a heaven or a hell. I mean, at one time... I'm sure I started to because I had it beaten into me. I I didn't say to you my mother was a Bible-thumping Christian asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was just like, Jesus freak, rosary beads in her hand all the time, you know, pray for your soul even though you're a piece of shit type of person. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like went the opposite way. I'm not religious at all, but I'm interested to, because I do... I don't want to say spiritual because it's, it's like an, every time people say spiritual, mm. they sound like assholes. Mm-hmm. But I do like I do tend to go towards Buddhism a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, not fully, but I do appreciate some of their their teachings. But I'd like to I'd like to believe, I guess, that we turn into something that it's not it, that our energies go on. Well, we certainly do. I, I mean, uh, it, it, that that's a large in large part why i do the speed of light because that gets us to sort of the the the, light is life-giving and and that kind of you know the birth of the universe and then you know in the story how we figure out is fucking fascinating and then like what it's made of then you know uh, appears into the universe and in those two it gives us the foundation for that stuff of energies of the universe. But like, just in short, you know, energy is neither created nor destroyed equals MC squared from Einstein. And at some point there was nothing and then it becomes something. And in that, in the very, you know, fraction of a second, all of the energy of the universe is born. And that's what we are lit and the mass and, and you know the particles that make up everything were born in you know in the in the big bang and um, I, I, that reminds me I do have a great ep, uh, episode planned of science feuds um, and there's a great story about the the, um, the the guy who came up with the big bang and then a guy who came up with another one it's it's really funny um, that'll be a great episode it's a, there's some hilarious feuds in science but um, like you know the smartest people of the universe acting like petty bitches and um, <laughs> but you know the that's largely uh, accepted of, of that and there's been plenty of research on the fact that uh, when we die uh, that energy is transferred um, where we're not quite a hundred percent sure but we do know that there are, I'm sure it's a little bit more now because I haven't, you know, done the full research on this in a couple of years, but there's mathematically, we can prove that there's 13 parallel universes and through quantum entanglement, that's how energy is transferred between these universes. 
and when we when we die um you know it's sort of a fringe science at this point but noetic science did a a study that of the weight of the soul and and the weight of the soul then gets transferred somewhere else we're not quite sure but it's you know again this is fringe science but uh you know it's believed that it's transferred into these other universes honestly probably the best movie to understand like basic quantum um entanglement would be that jet jet lee is the one um where he's jumping different universes killing himself and taking the energy um on it's it's actually you know um a great analogy for that and it's you know transferred somewhere else and so you know believed into another universe so when we die now we're getting into my opinion but i think that because of these universes um einstein explains time as a cyclical river and as it goes around goes around it's you know going through whatever it is it's you know has a has another universe you know uh trailing behind it and if you were to picture like a bunch of circles um on a on a z axis in a in a 3d environment they're kind of like offset and you know time is is you get what i'm saying like they're kind of like offset and it's kind of like traveling down through whatever we, we haven't quite figured that out but like these you know in my head are different universes and at some points they intersect and and that would to me explain ghosts and weird shit um because you know the another great movie that kind of gives a good explanation a good visualization of that would be a uh, midnight run where I don't want to give, I don't want to spoil it because it's a great movie, but at some point you see another universe on top of ours. And, and so, you know, I think that it's quite possible that there is quote unquote, a heaven or a hell in the sense that your consciousness gets transferred to the atoms matching that are entangled with that in another universe and who's you know uh, who's to say that isn't heaven or hell you know but there there's alternate there's ultimate alternate dimensions and and we don't when we die that energy does absolutely scientifically go somewhere we don't know where and you know i'm 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 curbing myself because these are this is deep fringe my opinion uh science so i'm trying you know again this is supposed to be an educational show so i don't want to fucking you don't want to go too much into it no i don't i don't want to give too much of my opinion but uh certainly uh it does go somewhere and yes at some point i am going to have an episode specifically on e equals mc square but that comes up in the first episode um because c the speed of light uh, you know, C stands for constant. The only constant that we know in the universe is the speed of light. And that is what gave Einstein the groundwork to come up with E equals MC squared. So yeah, you know, at that, at, not too far after that, we'll go a little bit deeper in that. And, you know, that, that will at some point, like I do hope to sit down with, you know, I don't want to say leaders, but like believers of certain religions and, and try and intersect find an intersection because I, I personally hate the concept of God. If there is a God and I die and I get up there and I'm face to face with him, I'm going to tell him to suck my fucking dick. Um, same. I'm probably going to say yeah. you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. The God can go fuck himself if, if, if there is one, but you know, I do find 
I do understand people's, you know, being an AA, I understand people's need for it. I personally don't have any space for it because it doesn't give me value, but I do think that, you know, it should be presented and thought about. And, and so, you know, uh, that's another like hope of this is kind of what Ron did was like, you can believe whatever the fuck you want. So go find it, you know, but this is more river. You can believe whatever you want. Here is some, you know, views and, you know, I, 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 I do think that science and religion have an intersection. I think long ago, before we had all these distractions, before, you know, even, you know, even before we get fully out of, into the homo, homo, homo sapiens state, I, I think that there's, you know, I, I think back to that and it's like, I do think that magic is quite, you know, magic in quotes is quite real impossible that we're that we can manifest reality around us and 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 you know fucking create something out of nothing um because of ba you know very deep quantum theories uh it is quite possible and and you know out of misunderstanding of that we get you know religion um to control people in my opinion but uh i do think that there's a value in the other one. So other than, you know, energy and mass and, and, you know, that kind of stuff, like, is there anything specific that you would want to learn about? Um, yeah, actually, I'm not saying it because you, I, I'm actually interested in equations. It fascinates me that it's just beautiful that certain things can create other things like that. So I'm interested in that. What do you, what do you mean? You know, because like, like, you know, uh, what comes to mind is, is the algorithm, algorithmic, uh, function of an, of an equation, specific equations. I need more to understand. Have you ever tried to like create a, an equation yourself or no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I don't totally run off of much of them anymore, but I had a, a dating equation I had before I was at some point you when had a I was what equation? a dating equation, um, a, uh, I have a, you know, I, 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 it's still evolving, but I certainly have a recovery equation. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the, these aren't things that I can necessarily write down on a piece of paper. I mean, some of my, the recovery equation I probably could, but it's, these are more, that's why I say the algorithmic function of an equation, um, because the, that's more so what they are internal inputs that give me an output to make a decision based off of, but you know, a, a scientific based equation for me, no, but I mean, equations are great in general only like, because like at some point we're going to have an equation that explains, I mean, basically right now we do have equations to pretty much answer everything, but at some point there is a branch of science uh, and a set of scientists who are very diligently working on having an equation for everything, like all of, like one equation that explains the universe, which is an interesting branch of science. They actually, maybe a year ago, I had a pretty big breakthrough on that and kind of narrowed it down a little bit, but okay. Other than that, like what are your theories on time travel? Because time travel has, I, I know everybody says it, it's like, oh, it fascinates me, but it truly has been something that has like fascinated me my entire life. I mean that you know, that's an episode in itself, but certainly yeah. f 
for it's mathematically possible to go back. We do have the science to do it right now. We just don't have the energy to power the machine um, to do it. Machine's not really the best word for it, but that's the only thing that kind of comes to mind. But we have the math to do it. We have the theories, all that kind of stuff. So it is possible mathematically to go back in time. The philosophical balances is why it would be an episode within itself. But, you know, right now we just uh, don't have the ability. I do think that, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I know it's, it sounds crazy, but I do think that we have, I, I, I do think we have a machine and I do think we've done it. It doesn't, no, it doesn't sound crazy because, I mean, think about the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. How do you explain that? I think that's a failed time travel attempt. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I might sound like a, a loon saying that, but I pretty much feel like that's what that was. Producer and me again, go ahead and listen to last podcast uh, on the left. Uh, I don't remember the number, but they did do a great episode about that. <laughs> Side note, <laughs> probably much of this podcast is going to be telling you, River, to go listen to other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> because we suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much most of what I do is consume podcasts. Uh, also, uh, uh, adamandeve.com, coupon code <laughs> DIDDLE. Um, <laughs> and go watch or go listen to Sick and Wrong Podcast and uh, use coupon code DIDDLE to support them. Um, that was nice that was a nice radio voice going on there okay those are certainly on the list um, to to do you know what since you were talking about energy before what are your thoughts on reincarnation through energies this brings up the disclaimer that uh, will be said often where uh, certain episodes I haven't quite figured out the format for it, but certain episodes are science fact where these are researched uh, mm-hmm. for hours and, you know, presented facts. And and I will make that clear. And then now these are, you know, opinions. And again, the disclaimer that I gave in the beginning, if you don't agree, just remember, if you are listening to this, it's not for you. It's for my daughter. So if you disagree, go fuck yourself. But also go ahead and yell at me in some, contact me in some form because I do like to have debates and stuff. Um, but so, so ask me again because um, I, you know, went into disclaimer mode of, of, of saying that. So what are your thoughts on reincarnation through energy? Because we, you believe that, and I also believe that it just, it doesn't end that our energy goes somewhere. Do you think our energy we come back in a different we are our energies are reincarnated i think at some point through quantum entanglement the energy inside of me will be broken down and transferred to something else just in basic data transfer of anything uh the uh there's a term in data data management and 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 digital media and or media in general that there's loss of quality I would, again, opinion that through however many transfers of energy at some point that data transfer gets broken down and spread out. Off the top of my head, you know, like uh, I see a chair in front of me. So uh, at some point, if I die and my energy, you know, uh, transfers through a wormhole to another universe, it might get, some of that might get trapped in a chair 
and over time, you know, that energy is spread out and, and, and the form of me will get broken down. I don't necessarily believe that there's, I do and I don't, that there's another grant in another universe somewhere else. I think that if we were to actually ever get to tap into the other universes, which I do fir firmly believe that at some point we will be able to, I don't think it's going to be anything like what we can even conceive with our minds. You know, it's like, like when you think about aliens right now, you know, in popular media and stuff, you, you see what we conceive. I think that when we do finally see aliens, it's probably going to be completely fucking wacky and crazy. And we, you know, it's going to break our brains. Cause everything's that, a cookie cutter image yeah. of what they, it's kind of like the whole Jesus thing. It's like, Jesus yeah. is this pale milky dude with like blue eyes and shit. That's how the yeah. aliens are. You know, so I don't see, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that again, I do. And I don't, I, that there might be another grant five milliseconds sitting neck, you know, slightly to the left of me. That's different. Um, and when I die that he gets that energy. I do believe that our energy is reincarnated and firmly believe that only because, but like, I, you know, again, like I have to say that not in the form that it's in now, only in the sense that, you know, I showed you that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson video where he talks about the matter and energy that's inside of us was once a pulsar and that broke down and exploded and you know, uh, I'm trying not to quote him, um, but, you know, it gets splattered across the universe. And then over millions of years, it gets formed into me and you. So to me, that would be my conception of reincarnation. At some point, I'm going to, you know, the energy inside of me is going to be something else. I don't know if that is the same consciousness as me. I, I don't think it is. We barely know anything about consciousness in general. So I, you know, I, I, I hesitate only to say that I don't think that, you know, whether or not I die and I pass along and I wake up in a dog, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't think so. But I if do, you do, I'll adopt you. I do know that it's certainly a scientific fact that that energy is passed along into something else. So, you know, whatever that energy gets transferred into, yeah. I'm talking in circles here, but yes, no, I, I get in, it. Yes, I believe in reincarnation. What that next form is, I don't know. And okay. I don't think that in that data transfer, because energy is at a, you know, not even at cellular, it's at a, you know, particle level. I doubt that consciousness is transferred over that. I think consciousness is most likely a collection of particles that equal consciousness. So, you know, the consciousness that I have right now is only here because of that just random, you know, fucking particle cloud, <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> then it dies and, and collects into something else. So yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. Past lives and shit like that. I, I, I don't think so. No. I mean, like I somewhat, you know, I'm not one of I those. I mean, it, it, it's not, Again, my opinion. I'm not totally against so, it, but, but like, there are certainly branches of science and 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 you know um, fringe uh, opinions that are quite valid and sound. But again, it goes back to that my very core belief is I'm a set of fucking ones and zeros. 
when I die, I don't think I'm gonna, you know, I think I just get deleted. It's done. I don't. This would be a good episode, like, later on in the thing. Like, your thoughts on it and my thoughts on it. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's that's certainly where this is going to go yeah. in general, of having deep discussions about this sort of stuff. Again, some episodes are going to be opinion, and then, some, you know, a large par- portion of episodes are going to be fact. I do have, you know, because you know, I'm a producer, I think way ahead, and I have I start getting plans, and this has certainly been a... Uh, you know, building over years. So there is a particular scientist who I want to talk to that specializes in this particular topic that we're, you know, doing. Really? Um, and so, you know, hopefully, uh, again, I, I've, every scientist that when I started Your New Opinion, I talked to like five of them and they were all like, yeah, let's talk because scientists don't get a free form to talk about, you know, because with the, the, you know, science Fridays and things like that is very structured. I'm offering a completely unstructured, whatever the fuck you want to talk about, however long you want to talk, go for it. And so I think that this is a good platform to hopefully bring those sort of people's on. So, yeah, but that would certainly be like 20 episodes from now because we have a lot of groundwork to lay, uh, to do that. Anything else? Okay. Again, for River and anybody that's listening, future episodes certainly won't be this loose and unstructured. This is just who we are to give a groundwork of why we're doing this. Next episode will be uh, episode one, and uh, that is what what is the speed of light? I'll probably have a, a cooler title by then and be a little bit more excited about it. <laughs> but yeah, the first episode is going to be speed of light. And the next time, River, love you, uh, and you're beautiful and you're awesome, and I love you. <laughs> That's it.